This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. Again, all morning long, we're talking to people who inspire. Remember, you can always connect with us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Like, follow and share on Facebook at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. My next guest is aerospace trailblazer and author of the book, Suit Up for Launch with Shay. It's our pleasure to welcome Sharon McDougal to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Sharon. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Love hearing that. Now, let's start at the beginning for you, and let's talk about your childhood, because you faced some very difficult things as a child that most children should not have to face. Let's talk about your childhood and growing up and what that was like for you. Well, growing up in Moss Point, Mississippi, it started off great, you know, as a, as a very young child. And then uh, my father passed away when I was four years old and my mother was killed in a car accident a couple of blocks from our house when I was eight. And I had just finished second grade. Mm. And so that just turned my world upside down to be a child that young, to lose both my parents so, so soon. So I had to grow up overnight had to do a lot of things I never had to do before because I had all these older brothers and sisters. So it helped make me the woman I am today, but it, it, was, it was a struggle. I, I, had a, I had some hard times as a child. Yeah. And uh, also, I want to tip of the hat to all school teachers because they helped me get through a lot of those hard times. One in particular, Mrs. Jennings, my second grade teacher. Well, you know, small town, everybody knows when something like that happens. And she started paying extra attention to me because I wasn't the same child after my mama died. I was not the same. If it wasn't for her, and then when I got to high school, not knowing what I was going to do because I didn't have money to go to college, Mrs. Shirley Owens made me feel like I could do anything. I was the best thing since sliced bread. She gave me that extra ump that I wasn't getting at home anymore because of my mom not being there. You know, So she was a big influence as well. So they helped me make it through some dark times. Now, you began your career with the Air Force. What made you want to serve in the military, of all things? Well, I wanted to serve in the military because I had very limited options coming from a small town. I'm from Moss Point, Mississippi. And the uh, main things there were the shipyard and the paper mill. And I wanted to do something different. Okay. So I didn't have money to go to college. So when the Air Force recruiter came and spoke to my class in high school, I decided that was the path for me. Let's talk about the opportunity. How did the opportunity for the space shuttle crew, how did that come about? That's life-changing. Oh, most definitely. The Air Force was the first life-changing moment, though, because that's where I received my training to work on the suits, the pressure suits, was in the Air Force, working with the SR-71 and U-2 pilots. They wore the pressure suits, the same suits the astronauts wear. Okay, so let's take a step back. You talk about the Air Force. um, You talked about coming from a small town. What Mm -hmm. was that whole, I'm sure that was very eye-opening experience for you, was it not? Very much so for a young black girl that's never traveled abroad. And I'm 18 years old. And they sent me to Japan for my first temporary assignment right out of Moss Point, Mississippi, and never been anywhere. So it was amazing. It was very eye opening. But I wasn't afraid at all. I hit the ground running, learned everything fairly quickly, became one of the best technicians there. All right. So you joined the space shuttle crew. Um, what was that like for you? It was another amazing experience. Once again, um, by having by already being trained, it made it easy to to just step right into that role. So it was just like I said, the same suit. The astronaut program got the suits from the Air Force, so it's the same suit. 
Okay, and the, I understand that it was a chance phone call because this was yes. this was nothing that you had planned to do. You you served exactly. in the military. What were your plans? I mean, you didn't have any plans for my. What I, I, I didn't have any. I was struggling like a lot of veterans do. So I had three part time jobs while I was, I was living in California because that's where my home base was when I was in the service. Mm-hmm. And so I had three part time jobs. I couldn't afford my own place. Only thing I had was my vehicle. And thank goodness, you know, I had been in the service long enough and it was paid off. So I was crashing on my girlfriend's uh, couch, her futon, <laughs> and one of my friends that was in the Air Force with me, I didn't know he had come out here and started working. He had been out here a few months, and he heard about an immediate opening. So he tracked me down. And mm-hmm. I always tell the story, this is before Google and all the high technology we have now. He had to hit the phone book, remember my roommate's <laughs> name from the Air Force. You know what I'm saying? So I made the impression, obviously. And he called her apartment. I just happened to be there between my three jobs and answered that wonderful phone call that got me to where I was able to go and work with the space program. Okay, so I want to go back to something, and we're kind of beating off the trail, but I think it's an important trail to take. Um, You talked about Mm -hmm. after the military basically having no employment options or opportunity, and I'm sure that's Mm -hmm. something that many veterans face. Um, explain what that's like after you spent years serving your country and now you're out of the military and can't really find a job. It was really hard and I was very sad. I might have had a little bit of depression going on because I couldn't believe that I, cause I was like awesome at my job in the service. Yeah. So I'm thinking when I get out, they're going to be lined up to hire me, right? Mm-hmm. Not at all. And then, of course, having the skill set as far as working with pressure suits, it's like it's not like a bunch of companies <laughs> you can go work for. Right. So I went, and like I said, I just tried to get a piece of job. And then they, the little part-time jobs I had, they wouldn't even hire you full-time because they didn't want to give you benefits. So that was the other end of it. Wow. And so veteran didn't matter to them at all. They didn't care that you were a veteran. You want this job or not? So I cleaned the office building at night. I worked at Office Depot in the daytime, stocking shelves. And then I also worked at a department store. I think it was a wine stock. And they're like hot, hot room putting price tags on clothes. <laughs> <It> <laughs> oh was my horrible. goodness! So I would get like five and six hours at each job because they wouldn't let you do. They like I say no full time. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning we're talking to people that inspire. For more information on the show, more information on our guests, reach out to us on social media: Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air, Facebook at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Like, follow, and share there. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Just go to your favorite podcast app, anywhere you get your podcasts, and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. On the phone with me now is Sharon McDougall. She is an aerospace trailblazer and author of the book, Suit Up for Launch with Shay, which we'll talk about the book in a second here. Now, Sharon, not to toot your own horn, but you have a number of firsts in your career. You have broken several barriers. Tell us about some of those firsts in your career, if you will. Most definitely. And I always tell people to toot their horn because nobody won't know if you don't. <laughs> so toot, toot, so, beep, beep, right? Okay, toot. I keep a horn in my purse. I'm ready at all times. <laughs> all right. So tell us about so some the of those first. first. Was, I was the uh, very first black space shuttle crew escape equipment department technician. Mm-hmm. So that's when I first got here. I started off at the very bottom, even though I had seven plus years experience working with the pressure suits. Mm-hmm. After that, I became the very first black crew chief and woman, the first woman crew chief as well. Mm-hmm. So then after that, the last eight years I was there out of my 22 year career, 
I was the manager of the department the last eight years, the first and only, and I was the first and only black woman in my department, period. Wow. Yeah, and I became the manager without a college degree. Good wow. old hard work, grit and determination. All right, there you go. Now, in 1992, you made history when you suited up Dr. Mae Jemison for a flight aboard the Space Shuttle Endeavor. What was that experience yes. like for you, and what do you remember about that day and that time in your life? That was an amazing, amazing time, and let me tell you about it. I got there in 1990. Dr. May was assigned in 91, and she launched in 92. If I would have gotten there in 1991, I would not have been assigned to her because I would have been too new to the process. So, I mean, it was just set up for me to, to be in that particular situation at that time. It was amazing to meet May for the first time. The first time uh, I met her was during her fit check, which is what happens when the crew gets assigned. The first time they meet their spacesuit technician is during their fit check. So we can make sure they got all the right sizes, equipment. So I was just thrilled when I heard the first black woman was going to space. So I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. Mm. And I pretty much assigned myself. <laughs> to her I was like, no way that I'm the only black woman in here and the first black woman going to space that I'm not suiting her up. Okay. And so I made sure of that. And I wanted to give her the best care. I didn't want her to have to worry about anything, not saying anybody else couldn't have taken care of her. But you never know how some people could be a little shady. So mm -hmm. I was like, with me, she won't have to worry about anything. Okay. Her, that suit is going to be the last thing she has to worry about. Now, you say you are a modern-day hidden figure. Explain that to us. Regarded as. Re and the reason I say that is because I had no idea about those amazing women when that movie came out. Mm -hmm. And I was at working with Space Program 22 years. Mm. I learned just as, as everybody else learned about those women. And I was not happy. And then, of course, I was happy that their story is finally being told. And by them being called hidden, that's, that's what prompted me to tell my story when I saw that movie and found out about those women. Because I thought everybody just knew because I didn't consider myself hidden because I was in pictures, videos, you know, with the crew members, with astronauts. Mm. So I didn't consider myself hidden. Mm. But I was hidden in plain sight because nobody knew about me. Even though I was in photos with all these astronauts and, and things and had done this all this time, nobody knew. Right. So that prompted me to tell my story. Right. And I, you know, I was wondering, you know, like, dang, these women did all this amazing stuff. And not saying, and I stand on their shoulders big time. Not saying that I'm in the same category or anything like that because they were definitely on another level. But that's what prompted me. And I'm so glad it came out. And then I kind of was mad at myself for not saying something sooner to have let. Uh, younger kids know about all these different jobs with the space program that you that don't require a college degree. It's so many background jobs people don't even know about, you know. All right, there you so, go. But it's finally out now, so they know now. So hopefully, I've been inspired some kids to work with the space program that probably thought they could never do it. All right, there you go. Now earlier we spoke about how you broke barriers as a woman in your field. What was it like to be in this male-dominated field as the only woman, the only African-American woman? What was that like? It was it was easy for me, I guess, because I worked with a, mainly guys in the Air Force. You mm -hmm. know, it never I've always been, like, treated fine because I was so sharp and, you know, knew my job. So I was, treat, I was judged on my merit and not, oh, that's a girl. Mm -hmm. And I made sure that they never tried to treat me like that either because I came in like gangbusters like I own the place. <laughs> 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 you know, so they didn't even get a chance. But let me help this look. Because I was tiny then, of course, like most of us are when we're younger. I might have been 100 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> and, you know, carrying all this gear up these tall ladders and loading the aircraft and doing all this, you know, manual labor. And I'm like, I'm not scared of hard work. And I'm a go-getter. So, you know, you won't be uh, talking to me like I'm a little girl. You know, I'm here to do the same job you're doing. 
And I never, I not, didn't, I never had any problems with being a woman in the, because I spoke up for myself and I was very vocal and I didn't let people treat me any kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I spoke up for myself as well as others. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Remember, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like, follow and share there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. This morning, we're talking to people that inspire. We're talking to Sharon McDougall right now. She is an aerospace trailblazer and the author of the book, Suit Up for Launch with Shay. Now, let's talk about the book. Tell me about why you decided to write this particular book. It's a children's book. Is that right? Yes, it is. The inspiration behind the book is I've always wanted to share my love of my job, and I love reading to children, love sharing, you know, my career with children. When I worked with the space program, I would go out to schools, and I would take an actual suit and helmet and gloves, a whole get-up, and go out in the community, do community events, go to schools for, like, career days and things like that to try to make sure the kids, like I mentioned earlier, know about all these different background jobs that help make these astronauts great. You know, so many behind-the-hand scenes that people don't realize that, that have to help to get the space program off the ground. So anyway, I would, uh, wanted to write a book while I was there, but then I said, well, they might have too much red tape and, you know, tie my hands, like you can't say this or you can't say that. Or So I put it on the back burner, and we know what happens when you put stuff on the back burner. It burns up, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of <laughs> fell off, and I, I didn't think about it anymore. And then COVID came around, and we all had to sit down. Mm-hmm. and take a breath. And I was like, I have no excuse. Let me go and write it. And I'm not working there anymore. I don't have anything to, you know, hold me back. So I went ahead and I wrote it probably less than an hour because it's what I've done for almost 30 years is work with the pressure suits. Mm-hmm. And it, I've decided uh, to make it like when I used to go out to the schools and things, the questions the kids would ask or things I would ask them. That's the main thing I focused on. I didn't want to get technical and, you know, be boring. So I just made it like a mother daughter conversation like the little girl's asking her mom about the different things with the suit and the mom's explaining it where she can understand it. Okay. Now, what are you hoping young readers will learn from reading the book? Well, first, I hope they learn about the spacesuit mm-hmm. and the different things about it. It's not just a costume. You know, people see that orange spacesuit and they think it's just like a little pretty costume or a little jumpsuit they wear. It's like, no, it's life-sustaining equipment. It's for emergency use. I want them to learn about it. And I want them to, like I mentioned earlier, to know about this is a career option. And it, even more so with all of these different space companies you have now, it's not just NASA. There's so many other companies you can work as a spacesuit technician if you choose to do so. Now, throughout your career journey, what do you think is the most important lesson you learned? Throughout my career, the most important lesson I've learned is to speak up for yourself and to go get it. Dude, to Nobody's going to give you anything. Go get it. All right. There you belong you. there. Yes. All right. Good advice, good information. All right, well, we're out of time this morning. Um, Sharon, if our listeners would like to find out more about you, if they would like to order the book, if they would like to buy the book, suit up for mm-hmm. lunch with Shay, how can they find out more? How can they order the book? Please visit my website, www.SharonCaplesMcDougal.com. Anything you want to do, you can get it at my website, and I'm on all social media platforms. All right. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thanks for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. And it was so great to find out more about you and what you have done. Thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing my story. We've been speaking to aerospace trailblazer Sharon McDougall.
again, all morning long. It's all about people who inspire. For more information on the show, more information on our guests, reach out to us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Facebook, you can find us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Like, follow, and share there. That's on Facebook. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app anywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear.